Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for The Drive with Mark Ennis. Presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. And Mark Lieberman. Welcome into The Drive. No Mark Ennis today. Uh, he is he is in Florida. He said he didn't want to talk to y'all. Um, so you've got us today. Dave Skull along with my good friend, Coach Mark Lieberman. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I uh, can hear you good. Don't worry. You, you yeah, can hear me? I got you. I got That's you. fantastic. Good. <laughs> We'll get we'll get us turned up in our own in our own headphones. But <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for joining me today, man. Uh, it's great, great to be here, great to be with you, and uh, yeah, a bunch to talk about. Yeah, we're gonna get into a lot of sports. We're gonna get into a lot of nonsense too, though, because the two of us are both very much into pop culture and movies and TV shows. So there's at least a fair amount. There's a fair there's a there's a, there's a fair chance that we're gonna get into. A couple of asides. I well, you promised today. me we would. I did. So that's good. That's probably that's why you're here. Yes. You know, because I, I promised you that we wouldn't just talk about men's basketball playing Notre Dame tonight. <laughs> and as as the fabulous one Phil Baker would always talk about, the retainer goes in and we go from there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Phil and his and his lovely wife. They I know they're waiting any day yes. now. Any yes. day now, uh, expecting uh their second child. Maybe so number uh, two. That's uh that's a big step. That's a big step. That's huge for him. And uh, he's one of our favorite people around here. He's one of the people that keeps the lights on and keeps the shows going. Am I right? Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, he's everywhere. He is. So, Coach, uh, we're going to talk uh, today about men's basketball, whether you like it or not. No. Hey, Louisville men's basketball. <laughs> Just talk men's basketball. We're going to talk about all men's basketball. Fair enough. We'll, we'll, we, will, we will get into, obviously, the game against Notre Dame tonight, who has been sharing residency with us in the basement of the ACC this year but they are on a two-game winning streak uh so you know Katie bar the door uh the Irish are coming tonight <laughs> yes um you know that that's the thing with them uh they you know their, their pace of play I think is um sixth lowest in the entire NCAA they're giving up less than 62 points a game um, it, it's going to be interesting. Now they're, you know, their two guards are freshmen, and they've been playing very well. Um, and they understand, you know, you know, Shrewsbury's an excellent coach. He understands this is what I have this year. This is how we're going to play. So pace of play, style, grind it out, be very patient. And that's kind of been the uh, kryptonite for Louisville when they have to guard, you know, side to side, multiple yeah. actions. 
or Notre Dame because what they really want is their offense to help their defense. If they can get to the free throw line, Notre Dame, if they can score using the shot clock, then that negates some of Louisville in transition. It negates the you know, the style and being a, a pace of play that's being faster. So their offense can help their defense by getting to the free throw line, taking good shots, and then making Louisville have to work. Yeah, so they don't, I mean, they obviously defend. Uh, like you said, they slow the game down. They're top 30 in the country in, in scoring defense. Uh, they have one of the slowest paces. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do defend. Points are hard to come by against Notre Dame for the variety of reasons. But oddly enough, their outlier this year is that game against Virginia. When right. they, they scored 82 points. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's. Uh, I'm telling you, something about Virginia, you watch a game, and it's not just Louisville. They're up on anybody. Let's just say yeah. Wake Forest, you know, you know, at halftime, thirty-three to nine. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah, so that's and like then, a fifty-point deficit. Right, their against, last you know. game, Virginia Tech. You know, giving up like close to a hundred. It's just they're schizophrenic. They really it's weird. are. Like, it's not one of Tony Bennett's best teams at, at Virginia, but when they're on, they're still on. Mm-hmm. But they let one by the goalie every once in a while. They really they're, do. They're giving up 80, 90 and points. It's a bad team. They're just they don't have a lot of pros. And if they, yeah. it, when I say that, they might not have a pro. And in the past, they've had those type of guys, whether it was Hunter or one of the guards. Yeah. So for this year, it's just it's a grind for them to score. They're still going to be solid defensively because they're still going to be connected. They're still going to shrink gaps. They're still going to guard ball screens and be consistent. But offensively, they are challenged for sure. Yeah. And tonight, I think uh, the biggest question on most people's minds, I, I mean, I, look, we all know that the hay is pretty much in the barn on this season. It is in the barn. But in the interest of, of watching your team tonight, I mean, I think a lot of people are, are asking whether Tyler is going to play or not. Mm-hmm. And, and we know he was in concussion protocol on Saturday. Uh, we went we went without him and got mopped up pretty good by a decent pit team. Uh, um, as, as the line from the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, we have our best men top, trying to find out if he's playing tonight. Top. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. have to say it like that, too. Our top men. And Who? at the end, right, top. Top. Okay, I am taking. I I wish that we had visual because I am bowing. That I'm, you know, the vernacular. That's that's huge. It's such a big difference between our best men and top men, and I know that too. So, biscuit, you doing that? My praise to you. You got to be pedantic friend. when it comes to these type. When you, you when do. you're when you're a movie and, and TV. You do buff. Kramer. You do. Yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you, you just so happen to stumble across my favorite movie of all time. So I mean, that's, then, that's you know. Then I am again. I am. Bestowed on you that just I am in to- <laughs> total and other respect because yeah Raiders is is as good as it gets. Oh, it's, it's such an incredible movie. And I'm I, I'm sorry for for messing up the line. Oh please, you're fine. You're forgiven. <laughs> Eighty-one fifty ninety through nine is the phone number. We'll open up the phone lines probably in the second segment after we uh, get the show off the off the ground. Thirty-eight thirty-one ninety through nine is your UPS jobs text line if you want to get in here at any point uh, about any subject. Quite frankly. Uh, but yeah, uh, no Tyler Johnson. If there's no Tyler Johnson tonight, I think we saw what that looks like on Saturday night, especially against a team like Notre Dame, where you know, they're not a good team, but like we said, they defend. They do certain things you defensively, and if you don't have somebody out there that can conduct your offense and kind of get you in position and, and set you up for success, it can be doubly difficult. Yeah, and, and what he can do in ball screens – they don't have any other players that can do what he does. Yeah. And understand he draws a double team. He can get paint touches. He can create. He's going to just, he'll compromise and make that defense slide where they don't want to because of his quickness and so on. 
So yeah, it, it's it's without him in the lineup, it's it's a much more methodical Louisville team that's yeah. going to go back to just ISOs and mid post areas where a Mike uh, James or a Trey White is going to just try and play bully ball and get to line, which is what Notre Dame wants you to do because they can double from that area. It's the spacing isn't great. Yeah. So you know, yeah, yeah. Tyler brings a, a different energy, obviously, but a different style for sure if he's playing. Yeah, and it's it's um it's a unique matchup where I think we've only played if I did my my research correctly mm-hmm. to this point. I'm sure you did. You had your top men. I had top men. <laughs> Tanner, how many times have you seen Raiders of the Lost Ark? This is an important question. Um not enough times. That means that means zero. Yeah. yeah two. Like, I think two. Because I remember when Indiana Jones got made into lego i didn't know what indiana jones was indiana jones was but my dad sent me out to go stop him go see the movies i saw it twice though i know that look i guess i appreciate lego getting getting the kids into the classics you know what i mean i guess they've done that with star wars quite quite heavily in batman but it also kind of hurt my soul a little bit for him to be like that's that's how i heard about indiana jones and i'm like who's indiana i said jones i said jones (laughs) Just the opening scene, <laughs> so how good. iconic! Like you know, we're, we're used to here's Han Solo, but just yeah. as he's walking through, and you know he's he's you know, basically he's got the leather jacket, he's got the whip, you know, yes. he's it's iconic. He's one bad man just going through that, and what he does for everything, and then the next scene, he's at whatever Professor. university. Yeah, he's got the glasses on, the tweed coat, the the bow tie. It's almost like that, you know. God bless Steven Spielberg. Yeah. That was just the thing of beauty. And George Lucas, you know, they they, they no they, no question. They modeled it right. after the old serials. Correct. That's what they did with That's it. That's exactly and, right. And like almost a la yeah. Flash Gordon. It was kind right. kind of like how they wanted this to be. Right. And just quickly before we move on, <laughs> that run in the early like from seventy seven on mm-hmm. for Harrison Ford. Oh dear Lord, Star Wars. Um. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Blade Runner. I mean, Blade Runner to me. <laughs> then know, Return of the just, Jedi, yes. and then Temple of Doom, yes. and to Witness. Like the guy just Witness had, is like it's a phenomenal, just incredible. His performance was just and then some amazing. underrated ones from the late '80s from uh, yeah. He had like Air uh, Force Mosquito One, Coast, and he then had, you get into the '90s. You got right. Air Force One, The um, Fugitive, which is of course a top ten movie for me easily. I love. I just Harris Ford's also my favorite actor. So we're just we're just all the way He's in. Mine as well. Boom. There you go. See, I knew I liked you, Coach. See, the thing is, like, we've done a little bit of radio in the past together. We haven't done a three-hour show together. I don't think ever. Never. Yeah. Um, working Girl. Yeah, Working Girl. I mean, as well. he does a fantastic job. I'm telling you, man, Tanner doesn't know what we're talking about no. at all. That's fine. Look at his face. I knew the Star Wars and Indiana Jones ones, but the once you started getting, he branched out. He's that talented. He's the man. He is very, very, very talented, though. No Texas doubt about says, that. "Hate to interrupt, but breaking news: Mark Ennis liked one of my tweet replies. Now I can die in peace, man. Like that's awesome, dude. But you got to set your your set your sights a little higher." <laughs> I mean, I if, love Mark. He's if one of my buddies. Dave but... Skull likes your your tweet, yeah, and that's that's something to really rave about. You at least got to do, you know. It's a, Coach Coach Lieberman, somebody like that, you know, set it just a little bit higher. Let's see, Texture says, <laughs> Dave, Mark, we suck really bad. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to see what your initial Thanks, reaction Thanks, Captain was, Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
look, at, at this point, for people to expect things to just all of a sudden morph into a different team, you know, you are who you are right now. If if and to the point of little things, it's just you know, defensively, yeah, uh, those things. I don't know how much we're going to see improvement wise offensively. You know, they're they've got really good. Play- yeah, you know, but, you it, know, they've got really good players. Yeah. Uh, when I say that, they've got very good offensive scoring. These are these are high major caliber guys, yeah. right? So they're talented. They know how to get to the basket. Trey White can score. Mike James, Huntley Hatfield, these guys were scorers. The toughest thing in this business, and it really is, when you get guys in, you better have a system in place. You better have willing defenders, and whether it's you convince them that this is a way for them to make money in the pros, whether you constantly show them previous teams, and obviously you want guys who care about winning, but there's so many ways you do. You start practices. I remember I've always done that when I worked for the Patinos. Everything would start with a defensive philosophy and identity, and we didn't, you know, every little thing was scrutinized. So we would start that from day one because it's never what you teach; it's what yeah. you emphasize. And so they had to buy in. You could take there's a, a, a million talented offensive players out there to get guys defensively to be willing to attack charges, to get two-handed traffic rebounds, to take pride and just say, "Not tonight, you're not getting by me," and then to erase mistakes because great defensive plays happen. When someone makes a mistake. Yeah. So that's what you establish from day one. And to think that that's something that's going to change in the next couple, couple of weeks. No, you've got some guys who can score the basketball. Mm. But it's the other end that we are worried about. Yeah, and I think uh, obviously when you have a guy like Tyler who can make other people look good, you know, on the offensive end. And, and his willing passer, that really unlocked some of yeah. the offensive end sure. uh, for them. But defensively, we've talked about it several times uh, mm-hmm. in our off time back there. And and Mark and I have talked about it a lot on air. We were having bacon at, at Twin Peaks when we were talking That's about right. it. That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's something we could bond over is yes. Indiana Jones and bacon. Good Lord, now I want that bacon. I might yeah. just go out we there. We should have had a remote to that. That's right. Just, hey, guys, it's not planned. But uh, we're just going to come up there and, and, and hang for Lug a the equipment hours. over yeah. during the break, and we'll be fine. Just drop like five or six orders of billionaires bacon half, and we'll – We'll be good to go. Set it and forget it. Get one of the interns to to order some uh, some in. Yeah. That's right. Six but, through ten, Tanner. Hey, Andrew, you got anything 10. going on right now? You're not. He's not an intern. You know, obviously, he's one of our sales salesman extraordinaires. <laughs> hey, maybe we can pop on over there and get us some billionaires bacon. But uh, yeah, look, we've talked about it over and over again this year and last year. The just the the total, just the lack of defensive principles. You can tell they don't have that core. That this is what I'm supposed to do. This is where I'm supposed to be. Nothing's instinctual. On that end of the court, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it leaves people on islands and and slow to rotate or if they even knew they had to. And like if they're closing out, they're closing out late, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just it, it it's 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 a really jarring for Louisville fans and for you as a as a basketball coach. But uh, for Louisville fans, they're so used to, you know, Rick, like you said, sure. the first thing he emphasizes through the door is defense. I mean, Denny, know, he, Denny's team's defended. It's yeah. And and. and and it means to cut you off. No, but go ahead. If you just watch your little... basketball knowledge is far more important to put on the air than mine. It's okay if we're talking about bacon. No, it's cool. I get it's, the mic. Or, if, you're talk, or, if you're talking about hoops, you can have the mic. Yes, or certain movies <laughs> and movie lines. I'm That's deferring right. to you. But you know Vice what? Versa. Just last game um, counted eight hops on closeouts, and one of the rules is squeaky up, squeaky back. Meaning, you know, you just got to make sure your choppy steps. You, you know, you're not overclosing. You're, you're closing out to the top foot to force corner or yeah. baseline so you know where the help's coming from. You watch those little breakdowns. 
And, and, you know, those are the things that I look at, you know, seeing those type of things. And then, you know, our guys taking two to three cheat steps towards every ball screen to plug the roller or tag the roller, as the term is, and to be able to recover out when you're late on those type of actions. That's why those things happen. And then the coverage is on the ball screens. Like, okay, are we blitzing? Are we talking? You know, are, are we are we switching? Are we downing? You know, the, the rule in the NBA is three times loud, early, and often. And so when you're seeing this, it's just not being transferred to the court. Yeah. And that's the thing that's troubling. And, and you know, that's that's why teams are being efficient and, you know, being able to score at, at, a, at a pace and being able to, their field goal percentages are so high. It's because... You know, and, and I really think those guys are willing defenders if if those things can just be brought together. It has to be if it's not emphasized by the coaching staff. I mean, they're not like what I've said all year is, with very few exceptions, the the effort hasn't really been the issue. I think that when you're you're playing hard, but don't know what you're doing, it looks like a laziness sometimes, and it's not that you right. Know, I, you're I you're hurrying so. in the wrong direction, you know. Yeah. Or you're, you're I mean, you take the catch up. yeah, you take the Syracuse game, and just the fact that as the ball goes through, the mindset should be as you know, in little things. Caleb Glenn sets a great step up screen. That's great action by what the coaches and Coach Payne put in. And Sky Clark hits a tough three. At you know, as that shot's going up, Caleb Glenn should not be crashing the glass. You know, he's stuck at the free throw line because if it's missed, you want to tap out and you work on those things, tapping to the top of the key. So he yeah. should have a foot on the three-point line. Instead, he stepped in the line. The ball goes through, and even as he's able to recover and get back, he should be in front of the ball. And so you see those type of things during the game, and it's like that's stuff you have to work on. Special, you know, special situations. And they were just the ball goes through, and they kind of stopped. And Syracuse goes down to the other end, and you know, obviously yeah. it was a wrong call, but you know the game is won or lost long before that. And also, you'd want to be in position where you're in front of that the guy attacking the rim. So those are just the little things that you just see as a coach. So Caleb Glenn, I mean, he's one of those guys. Like, wouldn't you love to have your hands on that guy? Like, and I, I, I know that I, sounds good. Mark that for the mixtape. But like, no, I, as I, a coach, I, I got a chance to spend some time with him this yeah. summer. Um, I got a little a little time uh, bef- uh, la- uh, like a year ago when he just came in for a workout. And we were doing, working out some guys last summer, um, you know, with the TBT. And then, he just stuck around. He was in the gym in the evening and jumped in. And he's one of those guys, you know, he's not going to overwhelm you. He's not, you know, going to, um, but he's tough and he's strong and he's going to rebound outside of his area. Yeah. And you want guys who are obsessed with rebounding and that's the type of kid he is. I'll take that first. Over yeah, he's, he's first to the floor. Yeah. For me, I, I love what he does to, to affect the wins and to affect the game. He's just... It's his physicality and the way he employs it for me, you know, and it was much the same with like a Dwayne Sutton, you know, guys like that who I really appreciate. I'm always that kind of guy sure. who loves somebody who's like their first three things on their list. It's like it's rebounding, you know, it's, it's, it's playing defense and it's hustling and then we'll figure out the rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we'll, we'll figure out the rest. You'll fill in the holes. You'll make them a, a, a good offensive player. They can get eight to 10 points a game just from crashing the rebound, you know, crashing the boards. And it's, that's the type of player that – and he's a Louisville kid, and I'm hoping that, you know, who, no matter who the coach is next year, we can figure out a way to keep him around. Uh, but he is somebody who – I just can't wait to see where his career goes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you, you talk about him, you know, and sometimes, you know, you talked about just crashing the glass a la Horace Grant, who didn't have any set plays. He just would clean everything up. You know, another thing that 
helps your offense is being a great screener. And yeah. he can buy into that role as far as being a great screener. And and that opens up opportunities to score as well. And, and you mentioned about rebounding and, and, you know, the great Riley quote, which which I love, no rebounds, no rings, you know. And, yeah. and so you got to have those guys who are obsessed with it, and he certainly is one of them. So one of the things, and look, it's always, this always happens. There's like 18 texts about, Harrison Ford movies, you know, and like four I love or five it. about basketball, <laughs> and I love it. Like that's, that's 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 why the stick to sports, you know, talk sports. Tommy is is he's never going to win because whenever we we go off the beaten path, especially in in years like this when people really don't want to talk about this team, right? <laughs> yeah. Like when you start talking about something else, you're like, hey, yeah, let's do Harrison Ford movies. You know, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, Mark is a big fan of Levitard's show, and, and yeah, I oh, love yeah. listening to him too. And Same. Really, and his they, entire network of, of shows. Yeah, and they veer off, and they can go on a tangent for 30 minutes on the that's subject. That's sports radio and that's, for me. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a lifestyle uh, radio as much mm-hmm. as it's anything else. Uh, but one of the things that on the surface, I think I was getting into this earlier when, before we got on a tangent, Coppin State to this point was the only team we've played all year that's worse at shooting the three than we are mm-hmm. uh, until Notre Dame. They're 327th in the country. It's not a thing they do. Nope. They don't rely on it. Um, what are the odds that they have their best three-point shooting night tonight? Because <laughs> in theory, this is not something we need to worry about tonight. But you know what, Coach? Theory is it reality. That's it. <laughs> you know, and so the question, right, is how many uncontested exactly. threes they're going to have. And if they're going to have a, a plethora of uncontested ones, you know, the, the basketball gods are, are a finicky bunch, and those balls can go through for sure. Look, everybody looks like a shooter in open gym. Yeah. You know. You, you know, these are, these are high major players <laughs> in the right. ACC. You leave them open for a shot, they have a pretty good chance of, of hitting some. Yeah, we haven't figured that out yet, have we? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm telling you, I try to wade through all the... Uh... Listen, if you got some good Harrison Ford ones, man, I'm game. Touch says Tom Selleck looks in the mirror every day and tells himself, dumbass for turning down Indiana Jones. You know, Magnum- yeah, but with if he had had the success, would that have become such the, you know, no. one it of wouldn't the have biggest- been the phenomenon that it right. was. Like, it would have been something. It would have been a hit. It would have been good. But it wouldn't have been one of the iconic American movie characters if a Tom Selleck was doing that role. If not the him. most. I mean, I'm putting him. There's it's arguments right there. for him being, I mean, certainly top five yeah. Indiana Jones. I mean, that's. For sure. And Han but, Solo's not that far behind him. No. <laughs> you know, and he too. wasn't a big fan of Han Solo. Yeah. He just felt Han Solo was just this basic generic character with not a lot of sure. depth to him. Where he loved cowboy. The, right. cowboy. He loved the depth with um with Indiana Jones. We would always talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Did you like, uh, how did you feel about the last one? You know what? I actually think the last one was 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 fine. I thought it was pretty good. I hated Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, as, as I mean, they waited everybody. twenty years and went through two hundred scripts, two hundred scripts, and landed on aliens and crystal skulls, and completely wasted the acting talent of the supporting cast. I mean, mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett, right? Completely like caricature of a character. Yeah, the two worst creature scenes of the entire movie between the fire ants and mm-hmm. the, and the monkeys. Like right. it was. The CGI was bad. It was a yeah. bad time period for CGI, like right yeah. after Avatar. The whole thing was, I just, I hated it. Hated it. Didn't count it. I thought Dial of Destiny was pretty good. 
I'm with like you. It's, yeah, it's not Raiders. It's not right. Last Crusade. It's not, but but it was good. It, like, was. it was. It was a fitting end, I think, yes. to, the, to the series. I think you know he was, um, he was of course fantastic. Yeah. And um, I'm a sucker for Karen Allen. Oh my gosh, like, the, the last scene where yeah. where spoiler alert, you know he's kissing her elbow, and he's you know he's yeah. where's the hurt, and for them to reconcile. Oh, I mean, come on. I mean, Karen Allen, yeah. like it's like going yeah, through Bond girls. Like she was. She's Indiana Jones. She's the right. Bond. She is. The no, Indiana it's so Jones great girl. how it finished up yeah. too. Yeah, and between yeah. that, like, it shouldn't have a whole lot of competition. I mean, Kate Capshaw is. When I was five years old watching <laughs> Temple of Doom, I could tell you, I was like, man, this this woman can't act. This is Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, no, she, <laughs> she was dating Spielberg at the time, which is why she got the role. But you know, uh, the, Dr. Elsa Schneider was pretty good in in Last Crusade. Like, I didn't have a problem with that, right. but. Karen Allen is Karen Allen. I mean, no, she's, exactly. She's, she's she was. She embodies what Indiana Jones needed to have as his grounding force because she was intelligent. She was strong. You know, she was yeah. she was the perfect balance for him. Perfect. For sure. She get out drink giant oh, yeah. Mongolian men. Oh, she would like yeah. drink him under the table, punch people in the face. What a great scene that is. Oh, yeah. That that might 100%. be. Oh God, that scene. That that whole and he walks in in the whip and you see his shadow, the silhouette oh, of him. I mean, come on. Welcome Come to uh, the drive where we are uh, breaking down <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark for the next two and a half hours. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. If there's not at all. <laughs> Texture says, Coach Leaves, do you ever put potatoes in your pockets? Are you familiar with this? I am are not. familiar with the pocket potatoes? I am not. Please enlighten. Okay. So years ago, I used to work as a server at Outback Steakhouse. Okay. Okay. I did that for years when I was in school. And I told everybody on air... That I used to, because we'd have the baked potatoes back there that were, they rolled them in butter and had the sea salt on them and they'd bake them and they were delicious. Mm -hmm. I'd keep one in my pocket during shifts, go back and put it in order, take it out, take a big bite. You know, you need that. Okay, energy. now you said you took the big bite. I wasn't sure where we were so going like, with it. It wasn't like my it wasn't my emotional support potato. Right, I didn't know where so like, what I, was I, happening. It was there for a snack, coach. I was frightened know? for a moment. <laughs> it, was, it was there for me to eat on. Okay. Yeah, so and people were they really grabbed a hold of this. I didn't realize how odd that was. Uh-huh. I was like, guys, it's a, who doesn't want a big ball of carbs in their I mean, pocket? Come on, needs to take you through the shift. I'm fine with it. I wasn't doing it like standing at the table. Yeah, you know, I, I got no out of out of you know the eyes of the sight line and and you're good with me, man. Yeah, pocket potatoes. They're a theme on this show. Yeah, I, I haven't had any um, pocket potatoes. I tell you what, but I'm not going to judge. You get home mm-hmm. today. You go by the supermarket, get you a couple of, of bakers. What if know? I go sweet potato? Man, not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, I feel like sweet, need to know that to get sweet potatoes edible, you got to throw some some stuff in there for me, like honey the, butter, the honey and, butter, the cinnamon, sugar, brown sugar, and yeah, brown cinnamon. Sugar, yeah. You know, then then you then you're cooking, but that's pretty messy when you're trying to. To keep a, a well, they see everything right. Snack in your pocket, right? Mark. If you're not wearing black slacks yeah. or black pants, then you, you're in trouble. That's yeah. that's a, that's a mess. That's a mess waiting to happen. So go get you a baker, take it home, mm-hmm. cook it in the oven. You know, and roll it in some some kosher salt and some some butchera beforehand. Mm-hmm. Bake it up real nice, and then walk around the house with it in your pockets. See how it okay. feels. Um, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. All right. See, non-judgmental. This is yeah. why I love him. Yeah. This is why I love Mark Lieberman. Tanner, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm all board on board with it. Uh, yeah. Have you ever watched the uh, the league? I have watched the league. Yes, you I know, haven't watched you, all all seasons. I've have seen you, probably about half of have them. Have you seen the Rafi's pocket dog invention? 
Yes. yes. All right. All right. So yes. it's on the same page. Yeah. It also makes me think of the hot dog up the sleeve on. I think you should leave. Yes. Which you oh, can't sure. skip lunch. You can't skip lunch. <laughs> you just don't do that. Texture says I'm hooked on the TV show The Floor. Is that a poor man's Jeopardy? Yes. I have. I'm actually also hooked on it. I love it. Have you seen it? I haven't. It's a, a it's a game show. Yeah, it's like a okay. trivia show. Basically, there was eighty one people. It's a nine by nine board. Everybody has their own squares, okay. and they get called out and challenged the people next to them in their areas of expertise. If you beat them in their category, you take their part of the floor. Whoever has the most pieces of the floor at the end of the night gets twenty thousand dollars, and at the end of the season, whoever gets the whole floor is two hundred and fifty grand. It's interesting. Okay. And the way they do the trivia is it's an American based show, or it British. Is. Okay. It is. Uh, I think it's on Fox on Tuesdays. Okay. I just watched on Hulu. All right. Uh, they just pop pictures up and you identify things, and it's different for different categories. Like, if your category is like famous bands, mm -hmm. you know, then they'll they'll pop up there right. and they'll name them after you know fruits, vegetables, barbecue was one of them. Like, there's a lot of. It's interesting. Okay, like and, and you you recommend. I recommend. Okay. I enjoy it. You have 45 seconds, I think, and it runs down. It's kind of like speed chess, whereas once you get your answer right, it's the other person's turn, and their clock starts going down, and whoever's left holding the ball, your t your clock runs out, you lose. It's tough for me. I haven't gotten to many game shows because of the shows and movies I watch. I'm, um, real quick, I, I watched the Kids Baking Championship on Max with oh, my daughter. Tough, man, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, it's emotional for me when the kid is – let go, yes. and they say that you're, you know, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, fired. Or yeah. The kid's crying. They're crying. Everybody's Valerie Bertinelli's crying. Like, I'm crying. My daughter's like, like it's a very emotional show. It's it not is. easy. Is that the one with uh, Gordon Ramsay? No, this uh, is the one he's with. Got, he's got uh, a MasterChef Junior, too, okay. that he's done. Yeah. No, Tanner, this is the one with um, Valerie Bertinelli, who was just let go by the Food Network, and oh. Duffy Goldman. And it's really good. I enjoy it, but these are 10 to tw uh, 13 year old kids and you know, they're panicking as they're making, and they yeah. all cook the, better than us. Too. Right. That's yeah. the best it's part. amazing. Some of the stuff they, they make is incredible. I'm wondering if like, cause there's so much that's not shown I don't that know. there's like, like they have a, a, a an assistant chef that will or come in to help yeah. them because they don't show some of that. Anyway, that's the conspiracy theory of me. Yeah. But I get so emotional when the kid, you know, is sent home and the tears are coming off the kid. Nobody likes the a crying kid. You no. Know, you know, it's emotional. It's hard being no. a kid. Not at all. Yeah, for sure. No, those are, I, and I'm a I'm a sucker for cooking shows. Mm -hmm. I do like Love those. Top Chef's my favorite all time and the Tournament of Champions is amazing. Do you have you do you watch that? I watch some here? of those, I, yeah. I, I, those. I like the uh um which is the one not the Kitchen Nightmare, which is Ramsey, but yeah. the, the the other guy who goes to the restaurants. Or the bars that oh, bar are rescue? Just bar John rescue, bar rescue, that guy, John Taffer, yeah, yeah. or Taffer, yeah, John Taffer. Yeah. I find that a little bit over the top, but I enjoy that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing in here? Oh yeah, I know. Uh, when he gets really angry, he's like, "I'm shutting it down." It's it's. Now my proverbial yeah, yeah. question: You've seen the bear? Oh yeah, okay. I love the bear. Okay. They have two of the best episodes. They're all great, but forks, forks, forks is forks unbelievable. Is, as we said at the same time. Yeah. And then the dinner is, party was also I, I talked about way. Yeah. Yeah, the dinner party. Yeah, six fishes six or fish, seven fishes, seven fishes, seven fishes, fishes yeah. which is the one before. You think that's the piece de resistance? You're not going to get any better. Yeah. And then you have forks, which I'll rewatch. Oh, I'll yeah, go the home scene watch between it right Olivia Coleman mm -hmm. and Evan Bosch. Yeah, I will. I, I will mess up his last yeah. name. Who just signed? By the way, he's the thing. He's the thing in Fantastic Four. I, I shouldn't have to worry about telling you. Oh no, you. we're just we're on the same page. Yeah, here. yeah. But like 
his acting chops. I mean, and he's in Andor. Yeah. Which yeah. He's, yeah. he's great. So, Which is yeah. one of the ones on my list. I haven't watched Andor yet. I know. I know. I know. There's just look when you rewatch the Sopranos. And Which you is look, I give you credit for that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I have to. And I get lost in it and rewatch the Wire. I do that too often, and that eats up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You know what can I do? You, you you shouldn't have to apologize for anything. Fair enough. I appreciate you validating me. Eighty one fifty nine three nine is the phone number. We're gonna open up the phone lines on the other side. 3831-939 is the UPS Jobs text line. We're going to go ahead and take our bottom of the hour break. I am Dave Skull. That's Mark Lieberman. This is The Drive on 93.9 The Ville. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now here's Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. And Mark Lieberman. Welcome back into The Drive. I'm your host, Dave Skull, with my good buddy, Liebs. Yes. Mark Lieberman. We've had some fun here already, man. We've had a great time. It feels like, and just to remind everybody, we're out a little early tonight at 530, mm-hmm. um, because we are playing... A basket, a game of basketball tonight, coach. Yes, um, where now the line has jumped to Louisville two and a half. Really, favorites? Yeah, against the red hot Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Look team? at that, right? Red hot, scorching hot. You can't touch them. No, no, they've won is... two in a row. <laughs> yeah, just dominating their opponents, uh, they've, they've, winning by uh, they've three points. Up on and the, <laughs> the technical institutes of yes. the uh, of the ACC of Virginia uh-huh. Tech and Georgia Tech. Well, I don't know, Coach. After uh, after tonight, and it'll be um, it'll be hard pressed to see Louisville as a favorite, possibly going into this game. Um, yeah, I would. Agree maybe the Boston College line will be closer than than uh, you know people think. Maybe four, three or four points, but or the Nets Syracuse game, I would imagine. And I'm not looking at the Ken Palmer or any yeah. of that stuff. I'd say five or six points probably for that one. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I've stopped trying to uh, 
the only gambling I've done on on Louisville of, uh, as of the last couple of months has really been mm-hmm. totals. Mm-hmm. You know, once they started keeping games a little closer, I was like, you can't, right. can't predict anything unless I have a real strong feeling one way or the other. Right. Just stick into the total. Eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine is the phone number. Thirty-eight thirty-one ninety-three nine is the UPS Jobs text line. We had Alex waiting through the break. Alex, welcome into the drive. Hello, Alex. You're on, buddy. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man. Hey. Uh, so, uh, real quick, just on the Indiana Jones front. So, <laughs> I unfortunately, that. I wasn't able to enjoy Indiana Jones as a. Well, I mean, I was born in '91. Came out long before, like I was. I, I tried to watch it as a kid, and and my dad, <clears throat> which my dad was an older dad, he said, uh, sorry, son, but we're not going to watch a white man with a whip whipping Africans and taking their treasure. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, I'm I'm nine years old. I don't know what that means, but that's what he said to me. And then I, as I got older, I'm like, dude, you should have watched the movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> It's a good movie. And he wasn't even in Africa for all of them. So, come on, Dad. Like, that was that was a misrepresentation. Uh, but, Lord rest his soul. Okay, uh, anyway. I appreciate that. <laughs> you, you, so, made your uh, you, you made your own determination. Absolutely. Uh, but he, uh, so my question is, so, I'm, I'm struggling right now to, I, I'm, I, I, I trust oh, you, I've heard, okay. I'm sorry, I trust I'm sorry Alex. Heard. We lost you for a second there. If you want to reset your thoughts, sorry. Oh my bad. I was I was just saying that I, I trust Josh Hurd, and whatever coach he picks, you know, I, I feel like he's going to pick a coach that can that he believes is going to bring us, you know, to to where Louisville should be. My question is, as 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 I'm watching a coach, uh, and this and, I, and this could be for both of you guys, but but for Mark, uh, uh, for Coach Lee, so for Coach Lee. What is something that I can see in a coach that you can say, oh, that, that transition? You know, because if you, if you just look at these coaches based upon who, who beats who, then I, I hate all of them because none of the coaches that I like have beat Kentucky. So hmm. off the top, I don't like any kids. You can't beat Kentucky, you probably shouldn't be here. But, that's, but obviously that, that is not a fair criticism. But what is something that's in a coach that you can say, okay, well, I think this can transition from anywhere if – if he leaves this job and comes to this job, this can transition over. You know, if mm-hmm. uh, a g- good thing or bad thing. But that's just kind of, you know, where where I am is what what can something that and the coach that I do like, like, can he do that here? You know, just any kind of qualities or statistics that you can say since you I know you watch college basketball, but thank you guys. I'll listen. Appreciate the call, Alex. Uh, coach, yeah. Um, well, the first thing is you want the players to see the game through your eyes. That's so important. And, and that means we talked earlier about it's not what you teach, it's what you emphasize. Yeah. You're going to have a philosophy. You know, you're going to be, be, you know, you watch a Houston play, you know, it's every single half court possession. They are, you know, and I've used this term before, they're not going to box out. They're going to car crash you. They're going to hit you so hard. They're going to be so physical. And everything is going to the rim. You know, and you watch a Creighton play. And they just figure out ways to attack your switches. They figure out ways. They're spending so much time, a la Billy Donovan, who would spend so much time, you know, in scouting, you would look for, okay, this is what the team runs, this is what we're taking away. Yeah. He would do. He would spend almost 90% of his time is how we're going to attack them offensively because we want to score. And you watch a Creighton, you watch some other teams do that, it's the same thing. 
You know, do you recruit guards that really you want to play fast and, and guys that share the ball? Are you getting bigs because you want to have, you know, an inside presence? How do your players look? Are they, you know, stronger, bigger, more physical, or more sleek? And, you know, you know what kind of shape they're in? So I think those, those are just a myriad of, of ways that you look for. But really, you know, you see style of play, and, and you see if, it's, if, if the coach, they're, they're playing the way that he wants them to play, and you can just see that. Like, you can see a philosophy from day one. You really can. Every coach has it. Every coach brings their identity to their team. And that what's that's what makes a great coach to me. Speaking of Creighton, what do you think about that uh, that that game against UConn, man? Man, that's... Uh, you were talking about how much you like their squad earlier. I mean, look, they, 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 they brought back uh, 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 the big three for them. Yeah. And, you know, they're one game away from the Final Four last year. Um, I love that team. I think... They they are sneaky good defensively, but they can score the basketball. Um, they play the, uh, they they can play really fast, but they also run some really good stuff in the half court. See the the one thing I, Big East I love the Big East basketball conference still do I think always they're right the, right <laughs> and but they were able to because they didn't have. They made the determination to split off from football again, and they kind of took that yoke off of their neck, and they were able to focus on basketball and what makes their conference great so their expansion from then on was focused on like universities who had similar profiles who were uh, who invested in basketball and what they end up with is one of the strongest basketball conferences in the country that hasn't lost its center Mm -hmm. uh it's expanded geographically westward but most of those school, all those schools are are urban private Catholic universities that play ball. You right. know what I mean? Like yes. they all they fit in yes. with the rest of the Big East. Yes. And then they kind of the the final touch was going back and grabbing UConn and bringing them back in the mm-hmm. fold. You know because they had so many traditional rivalries with the old Big East, and it kind of completed. It did. They're ascended, like they, they're complete yeah, again. You exactly know, and right. they have three teams that could really mm-hmm. threaten the Final Four this year. I think legitimately have a chance to to, to be Final Four and title contenders mm-hmm. uh, with UConn, Marquette, and, and Creighton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, you're spot on, and and uh, you know, and that just brings you back. You you didn't even associate football with no. the Big East, you know, in the, in the great years of, you know, even though they had programs. You yeah. just think about it, with the Georgetowns and the St. Johns and. You know, obviously Syracuse in the mix and so on. And they had football, and then they all those programs did, but it was so basketball centric. And I think that's that's the allure right now with that conference, yeah. because you look at the coaching that's in that league, and you look at the teams, and I think they all, you know, you got some of the bottom tier teams, but they're all going to make improvements as the years go on. Or you know, look, my former boss is fourteen and twelve and six and nine in the conference. And, yeah. Losing his mind, which I've I've been there, <laughs> yeah, so believe me, I know right. what that that means. Um, but yeah, it's such a wonderful conference, you know. And um, last thing, and it just popped in my head, just to Alex's point, yeah. like when you're looking at your coach, look look at the recruiting trail, look at the type of players he's going after that first year. Then that's what's going to be indicative of what they're looking for and what style they want the second year. But you can pretty much figure that out. And, and that's been a, a bugaboo here. You just don't know what the philosophy was. Because it's not always about when you recruit, you really better pay attention to recruit six through ten. And I've I've used that phrase before, but it's not just about your top five. You better get depth. You better get guys that can fill in, whether they're young or JUCO transfers, whatever it is. 
guys that can fill spots because injuries are going to happen, suspensions happen. You better make sure your roster construct is really on point. Yeah, I mean, that's what we saw here locally is just with Louisville, the roster wasn't really set one way or another, and then the injuries hit, and it's like, well, we had no like legit starting five to start the year, and the depth has just been an issue all season long. Too. I know you just probably hit on this earlier, but like if Tyler Johnson's not playing tonight, I give us next to no chance to win tonight just because we saw Saturday with lack of a point guard yeah. and a true leader on the offense. You can't really run anything, even though Notre Dame is also – a bad basketball team. It just you need that point guard. Well, they're a very good defensive team, though. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's and without Tyler, they're going to be easier to guard because yeah. they're going to run simpler actions, which is a lot of their um, uh, back screens and you know bully ball actions as you put and, it earlier, and yeah, off too. ISO post. Yeah. Like that's going to be something where they can double and they can really kind of condense what you're doing, and it makes that you're not having the space and guard a player as quick as Tyler in space where he can create plays. How often did we see it just like the offense, basically it would get to somebody who was Brandon Huntley Hatfield or Mike James or somebody, they're back to the basket and they just started you know, yeah, pumping just, just, and, and, yeah, and, it. and backing them mm-hmm. up and, and throwing the ball up. I mean, we kind of knew what was happening there, and that's why we had how many assists for the game? I think we ended up with seven, but maybe mm-hmm. we had one in the first half or something right. like that. It was insane. Um Maybe I get my numbers wrong, but it, whatever it was, like the ball's not moving like it is when Tyler's out there. And, and when you have those guys, the guys you mentioned, what they're just going to try and do is just get to the offensive boards yeah. because that's their best opportunity. Those missed shots are almost a pass to them. That's what they're going to look for. I also love that Alex Starr's call with you basically describe the movie as poorly as possible. Uh, Raiders. It's like I don't need to see a white guy with a whip on Africa. <laughs> I'm like, glad he formed his own opinion. Yeah, it's like that's being described movie poorly. There, it's like man, that's it's a little unfair. Just a tad. I understand that there's some like I get it. There's some problematic, especially in Temple of Doom, quite a bit of problematic uh, uh, stereotypes, yeah, and generalizations. Yeah. That's probably the the uh, the black mark on the uh, on the series there. Even though right. it's still some an of those things movie. did not age well. Yeah, yeah, not 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 well. Age poorly, if if you will. Yes, but yeah, he's uh. One thing I will say, that no matter what, and we're reverting back to Star Wars, uh, just so everybody understands, Han Solo shot first. He did. Yeah. Okay. So I don't Greedo, care what they did. I don't care later. what they did. I won't watch that part. No. He shot first. Get, and if they think that makes him a bad guy, I don't care. He shot first. He's a space cowboy. Yes. Okay. Sometimes you shoot first. That's it. He it's the Wild it. West out there, man. Yeah. You know Come they on. did that. Did you see the movie Solo? Yes. And so they did that. As an homage to that, yeah. when he shot Woody Harrelson first, and I, like, I which I liked, I respected, I liked Solo better. Than, I than, love, most, I, than a lot of people I, did. I'm not gonna say love, but it was much better than the prequels. Yeah, I so, thought it was. I thought it was pretty it's good. fine. It was good. People just had really high expectations after it's Rogue not, One, and it's know? not Han Solo. Yeah. I mean, it's not Harrison Ford. Not Harrison Ford. But, but could, what are you gonna de-age Harrison Ford? Right. Which they did maybe already <laughs> in, in one movie, but <laughs> they did it in Dial yeah, Exactly. Yeah. He wasn't gonna do that, but uh, he shot first. Did you, did you see the Irishman? Yeah. Did you set aside a month and a half to watch the Irishman? Yeah. Yeah. The a couple of those scenes when they had De Niro de-aged, uh-huh. like when he was kicking the guy in the street. Yeah. It, you could tell it was an old man kicking somebody. Yes. Like he was very stiff. Right. But they had him de-aged. Like That's why I don't like know. Thirties or forties. Yeah. You don't have somebody else do it. Yeah. Just have the body. Like you can. Right. Like, do the body double for that. Put part. somebody else on the on the you know because they did yes. it with, like with Luke Skywalker they had somebody that looked a lot like Mark Hamill yes in the Mandalorian yeah yeah mm-hmm. and and it's just it works out better that way 
Let's see. We have to start doing more shows, you and me. I know, I know. We're just gonna keep. Uh, we're just gonna keep talking about Harrison Ford if we want to. <laughs> we need the uh, Biscuit and Lieberman uh, podcast. There you go. Podcasts. It's like basketball. A, sometimes be a top seller. Sometimes, good lord! Like I'm trying to read your all's text, but I'm look, like, there's so many about about movies that you we know. We do our own rewatchable segment, right? Or show. We already did. <laughs> yeah. Too late. Sorry, I'm. Had we late today. Texas says, I'm glad you brought the pocket potatoes up. I never knew the origins of it. I assumed it was something Biscuit did when it was a cold U of L football game. <laughs> Baked tater in his pocket. Now, I mean, now we're talking. That would be, that should <laughs> right? be the legend. I mean, this, guy, like, this guy's, this guy's, he understands. When you he were, gets it. When you were a walk on on the team, it's just like you got cold one night. It's like, <laughs> just eat a potato. Y'all know it's short sleeves. And this is bringing a book in the stands. <laughs> Baked tater in each pocket to keep your hands warm, have a little game snack. That's pocket potato 2.0. This guy, see this. Our listeners get it. <laughs> they do. They get it. Eighty one fifty ninety three nine is the phone number. Thirty eight thirty one ninety three nine. Now, caller brought up like he wanted somebody who's like just in. And this is a natural for U of L fans in our heart of hearts. Somebody who's beaten Cal Perry and on the list of people that have beaten Cal Perry is Nate Oates. Last time they played, he beat him. Mm-hmm. Last year, they haven't played this year yet. I don't think, but they. Uh, I think they play Saturday. Yeah, it's coming up. Mm-hmm. It's coming up because they had a really tough stretch yep. of the schedule with Auburn and Alabama. Mm-hmm. and um, That's the type of guy that's beaten Calipari, that plays an exciting system. He understands what shots are valuable in the modern game. I mean, as much as analytics is a dirty word for some people, it's important. Well, that's the thing. Like, look, his style, it's threes and getting to the rim. Yeah, threes and dunks. Um, right. They 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 don't want mid-range shots. And one of the reasons is, you know, you take a three, there's a long shot, there's a long rebound. Long rebound, yeah. And if you get to the rim, you're going to get fouled or finish the play. So it's kind of like, do you want second-chance opportunities? And it also balances your defense and, and so on. So, yeah, his style, Um, he's got an assistant now that's a head coach. At Georgia Southern, assistant that's a head coach at Arkansas State. So that that style, which is not new, because that was um, D'Antoni brought yeah. that to the NBA, and it's even done at Marshall now. So that style is not new, but he's really done a really good job of crafting it. Yeah, and over the last several years, it's only gone farther and farther in that yes. direction. Like D'Antoni, that 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 run and gun and three and, mm-hmm. and dunks like that was with those Sean Marion and Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash teams, right? Um, but it's just even gotten more and more. So we talked about it the other day that the Wizards had two years running, or not the Wizards, the Warriors had two years running where they were the best offense the NBA has ever seen, mm-hmm. and now they would be the 18th or 19th best offense in, in the league. Yeah. yeah. First hour in the books <laughs> here on The Drive. Dave Skull, Mark Lieberman, see you on the other side.